Shalom to all! Today's daf is so good of We are starting at the top of the daf with a brand new Mishnah. And today's daf is sponsored Le'ili Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Sokah HaMiduvlelas. Osoka, which again is referring to the Schach. The Schach is Miduvlelas. Vishetz Yosem Ruh Mechamasa. And if there's more shade than sun, Ksheret, it's Kasher. Hamaovakim Bias. If the Schach is as thick as the roof at your house, even though you can't see the stars through your Schach, Ksheret, it's still Kasher. And now the Gemara asks the same question you've been thinking. My what exactly is sukkah midvlelas? What does it mean that the schach is midvlelas? Amar Ravi says sukkah ania. It's a poor sukkah. This schach is very poor, meaning it's only sparse. It's only a little bit here and there. However, there is not three tefachim of airspace in between each piece of schach, and therefore it's kosher. Ushmul Amar he says what's midvlelas? Kana aylev, kana yared. One piece of schach is below, one piece of schach is above. So imagine the first piece of schach is placed directly on the frame of the sukkah, and then the next one is actually elevated a little bit. So we have this up and down staircase. It's kind of like a staggered pattern up and down, up and down. And the Chiddush is that even though there's more sun than shade, if we were to take the upper beam, the upper piece of schach, and lower it next to the lower one, we would have more shade than sun. Therefore, it's still going to be kosher, even though when it's in this pattern, there's more sun than shade. Now, Rav Tani Chada Ushmul Tani Tarti. Rav taught this actually as one case, and Shmuel taught it as two separate cases. Rav Tani Chada, he taught it as one case. Soka Meduvlelas, and my Meduvlelas, what does that mean? Medul Delas, which is a lashon of Dal, a lashon of poverty. It doesn't have enough schach. But nonetheless, Shetzi Lassim Rumi Chamasad has more shade than sun, Ksheret still kosher. So it's really the same case. Ushmul Tani Tarte, he taught us two separate cases. My Meduvlelas, Mibul Belas. It's all mixed up, meaning we have one up, one down. Vitarti Tani, it's two separate cases. Soka Mibul Belas, Ksheret, that's kosher. And Vitsi Lassim Rumi if it's a situation where there's more shade than sun, Ksheret, it's still kosher. Even though there's a lot of gaps in between the schach, since there's more shade than sun, it's still kosher. And now discussing Shmuel's case, where we have one piece of schach which is up, one piece of schach which is down, which is stacked. Amr Bai, he says, This is only taught If between the upper piece and the lower piece, there isn't three tefachim. However, if there's three tefachim of airspace in between each of these pieces, so it's possible. That's because we know that three tefachim of airspace, that's not part of love it anymore, and therefore this chach is going to be possible. Now, Amr Rava, he says, Even if there is three tefachim in between each piece, we also didn't say that it's possible. That's only if the width of the upper piece is is not one tefach. However, if the width of the upper piece is a tefach, kshera, it's kosher. Why? We say, chavit rami. We're going to apply chavit rami. Now, what does this mean? Chavit rami means literally lower it and throw it on top. This is the terminology used to describe a cover situated significantly above the thing that it needs to cover. We say chavit rami, and we imagine it being lowered and covering what it needs to. So Rava teaches that as long as the cover, in this case, that's the piece of schach, is at least a tefach wide and therefore constitutes an oil on its own, we can say chavit, and we view this gap is closed or covered with this piece of schach. And now Amar he tells us, How do I know that we're going to apply this chavit rami only when there's one tafach width and not less than that? Dinan, we have a Mishnah. Now this Mishnah is going to tell us about a two-story house. The ceiling of the first floor is unfinished and it's just wooden beams placed at intervals. Eventually, flooring is going to be laid across these beams and covered with plaster or a sealant of sorts, but for now, we just have beams. And the ceiling of the second floor, which also happens to be the roof of the house, is on finished as well, and it's also just beams. So the mission describes that, the beams of the house and the aliyah, which means the beams of the first floor and the top floor, the roof, they do not have the floor on them, so this part is important, and they're aligned with each other, meaning these beams of the upper part are exactly aligned with the beams of the lower part. Let's say there's toma underneath one of the beams of the first floor. Anything underneath that beam is going to be tame, it's considered an oil. If there's toma in between 
one of the beams of the first floor and the second floor. So then Beinei and Tameh, anything underneath that, anything in that area underneath that beam is going to be Tameh. Al Gabel Yaina, if there's Tameh on top of one of the upper beams, connect the Adler Akiah from there all the way up until Shemayim Tameh, it's going to be Tameh. Now we have the second case in the Mishnah. We had said in the first case, Vehein Mechuvanes, that they were aligned with each other. Now the second case tells us, Hayu Al Yainis Let's say the beams of the upper floor correspond to the space that's in between the lower beams, meaning they're staggered. So let's say there's Toma underneath any of these beams. There's Toma on the ground floor, and it corresponds to any of the beams in the house, the lower one or the upper one. So Tachas Kulan Tame, everything that's underneath all these beams, meaning anything that's inside the entire ground floor of the house is going to be Tame. Why is that? That's because we're going to say Chavit Rami. We're going to take the upper beams. We're going to pretend that they're lowered all the way down next to the lower beams. And now we have a full-fledged roof, and therefore anything on the ground floor is going to be Tame. However, Al Gabehen, if we have something on top of the beams of the lower floor, connect on al from there all the way up until Shemayim Tameh, everything's going to be Tameh. That's because if something's on top of one of the beams, there's no beam on top of that to create an oil, and therefore the Tumah goes all the way up to the sky. And Vitaniello, we have a brass on that mission explaining it by Medvarm room. When is it that we're going to say that everything on the ground floor is going to be Tameh? That's only if the upper beams are Tafach wide, and the space in between the lower beams is a Tafach, so we could apply Chavit Rami. However, if the space in between the lower beams is not a Tafach, so then we assume that the upper beams themselves are also not a Tafach. So then, if we have Tama underneath one of these beams, so then, only underneath it is going to be Tame, and the Tama is not going to spread throughout because we're not going to say Chavit Rami, if there's Tama in between these beams or on top of one of the upper beams, Tahar, so then everything above is going to be Tahar. Alma, we see from here, Rava says, bottom line, when we have a width of a Tafach, we're going to apply Chavit Rami and we're going to lower it and consider the gap sealed. When we don't have a Tafach, we do not apply Chavit Rami. Shmami, no, that's our Raya. And now, Yasser Rav Kahan, Rav Kahan was sitting and saying this over. If we don't have the width of a tefach, we're not going to say chavit rami. Vatan, you have a brisa, and this brisa is from Masechus Erevin, and it's actually a very long-winded brisa until we actually get to the question. We have a crossbeam which is covering over a mavui. Remember, we have the mavui, the entranceway to the alleyway has to have a kaira across it, a crossbeam to allow us to carry in the mavui. So we have this kaira which is going out from one wall and it's not touching the other wall. It doesn't reach all the way. And we also have two beams, let's say. One's going out of this wall. One's going out of the other wall. And they're not touching each other. If they're within three of each other, we don't need to have another cross beam. That's because we say love it and they're considered like connected. But if they're three away from each other, we have to bring another kaira. He tells us if there's less than four in between them, we do not have to bring another kaira because he holds that love it is actually less than four tfachim arba. However, if there's four tfachim in between them, tzarech lavi karacheres, then we have to bring another kaira. And the brayso continues, and we're still not at our question yet. We have two beams, and they're twin beams. Hamas imos is like teomim; they're twins, and they're like each other. However, neither of them is wide enough to support half of a brick. That's really how thick the kaira across our mavoi has to be. But neither of them are that thick. Now, if the two of these together can hold in a riach, there's half of a brick across its width, which is a tafach, then in Sarch Lavi we don't have to bring another beam. Vim Lav, if not, Sarch Lavi we have to bring another beam. He says, If these two thin beams together, we could place in a riach across them, and that's going to be three tvachim, then in Sarch Lavi we don't have to bring another kaira. Vim Lav, Sarch Lavi then we would have to bring another kaira. And here's the important one. Let's say we have our two thin beams, one of them is above and one of them is below. They're not right next to each other. 
Rabbi Yezer Rabbi Huda Aimer, he says, We take a look at the upper one and we pretend it's lower. And the one that's lower, we pretend it's above, meaning we pretend that they're right next to each other. As long as the upper one isn't above 20 amas, and the lower one isn't lower than 10. And now here's the question, but if both of these thin beams that are less than a tefach each, if they're within 20 amas, we're still going to say we're going to pretend that they're next to each other, even though neither of them is a tefach. So we see that we apply chavit even to something which is less than a tefach. So Amr Lei Rav Kahana told Rav Ashi, let's explain the b'raisa and say as follows. That really what the b'raisa is talking about is as long as the upper beam isn't above 20, has to be within 20 amas, and the lower beam has to be within three of it, because then we could say lavad, inami or the b'raisa means as long as the lower beam isn't lower than 10, it's above 10, and and the upper one is within three of it. But if they're three tefachim apart, even the less bay tefach, since neither of these beams is a tefach wide, we cannot say chavit rami, and therefore you did not have a question from this b'raisa, because we do not say chavit if it's less than a tefach. And the Mishnah said, if there's more shade than sun, then it's kosher. But that implies that if there's equal amounts of shade and sun, then it's possible. But about Tanan, but Yidach Perik, and we learned in the other Perik, meaning the first Mishnah of the first Perik, if there's more sun than shade, then it's possible. That implies if there's equal amounts of shade and sun, then it's kosher. The Gemara says, like Kasha, no problem. One's talking about when we're measuring the shade and sun above. One one's talking about when we're measuring it below. Now, a beam of light starts out narrow and then expands, kind of like a flashlight. So our mission is referring to equal amounts of shade and sun at schach level. That's not kosher because the light expands. And once you get to the bottom of the sukkah, there's actually more sun than shade. However, the first mission is referring to when there's equal amounts of shade and sun on the bottom. That means that there's actually more schach than not and the little bit of light that entered expanded, but there's still a sufficient amount of schach, and that's why it's kosher. And Amar Papa, says, that's what people say, if you have a zuz amount of light on top, you're actually going to have an istra amount of light down below, just like our flashlight muscle that we said, you have a small beam that starts out and it expands and you get much more light down at the bottom. And we had said in the Mishnah, if this schach is as thick as a house and you can't see the stars through it, it's still kosher. If it's as thick as a house, even though you can't see the stars through it, it's still kosher. Let's say you can't even see the rays of the sun through it, it's so thick. Beishami says it's possible. Beishami says it's still kosher. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah, but for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.